This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is brought to you by Lexipol, the experts in policy, training, wellness support, and grants assistance for first responders and government leaders. To learn more, visit Lexipol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. Now let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzow. I am a fire lieutenant uh, in Wisconsin. I'm also your host here. I'm a writer for FR1. I also own a company called Fire Rescue Fitness. I've kind of got my hat in a lot of different things. I've been a truck guy, an engine guy, and I'm just damn happy to be here with the commander, Janelle Fasquet. Janelle, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to uh, make some commitments today. It's a new year. And of course, one of the uh, major themes, obviously, be t- be behind Better Every Shift is improving. And uh, you and I got into discussions about, you know, there's a, a lot of common themes that we've talked about with a lot of the, the, the guests that we've had on. We've had a lot of inspiring people over the last year. Um, and a lot of people have commented and, and sent us messages just about the stories and how they moved them. By the way, thank you all. And you could still do that at better every shift at firerescue1.com. Uh, but today, what we're going to talk about is let's apply some of these things, right? What have we learned over the years and how can we kind of put some things together to make some good resolutions possibly for this year? Uh, I am a, the type of person that likes to say, okay, the theory is there. Let's go. What are the practicality? How can we bring practical aspects together? I'm also somebody who likes more structure. And as are you being an editor, trust me, I know this, but I think people do better as far as make better progress. You know, it goes back to, you know, Chief Lieb saying 10 minutes a day, dedicate to reading something about improving yourself on fire, right? About fire, learning something about your profession. Um, uh, You know, Chief Waldo about do some things every single day that make you uncomfortable. And, you know, putting all these little tidbits of information together, I've honestly come up with a little system uh, that I'm going to try to follow and I'm going to encourage you to do and our readers to do. I call it the Resilient 50. It's basically a little 50-day challenge. But uh, behind the challenge is really about setting goals and creating habits that help you accomplish those goals. And, um, you know, for... I'll give you an example, right? What's the, what's the, what's the most common New Year's resolution? Lose weight. Right. right. Everybody loses weight. And I've been a, I've been a fitness trainer for over 30 years and I've trained pro athletes. I've trained first responders and some of them actually failed. Um, Probably a lot of my clients have not successfully accomplished their goal. They've made progress. And, but what happens is that we have, And what I've learned is this, we fixate on, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and you fixate on the scale weight, losing 10 pounds. And you're like, oh, in order to do this, I have to make, I have to try to do this, 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 and this. And where I've seen the most success happen is when people focus on just the small habits that get them there every single day. Going back to like what Frank Lieb said, if you want to learn more about fire, dedicate 10 minutes a day. Um, You know, we have a podcast coming up. about how to speak better Spanish, right? And during that podcast, we talk about you need to speak Spanish, you know, consistently. Well, fitness, you need to do it consistently. Nutrition, you need to do it consistently, right? And as people are listening to this, they're all going, yeah, well, we know this. So what we're going to talk about today is how to get those habits integrated into, you know, a system, into your life to, to, uh, you know, improve these and, and, and really accomplish your goals. Yeah. I could tell you're excited. I am excited. I think one of the most important things is being someone who needs a little structure in her life um, and also needing accountability. I think that's a big thing too. Accountability is huge. If you don't have, you know, otherwise you can get away with doing just about anything. Right. But I think one of the big things that makes goal setting hard at times is Let's face it, there's a million things online and it's decision fatigue and you don't know which, where to begin, you know? Okay, I know I need to sleep better. I know I need to lose weight. I know I need to do all these things, but where do you start? 
And I think that's kind of the, the beauty of this system that you've created is that it, it's just, it's right there for you. You don't have to go searching. You don't have to like, you know, vet a thousand different programs. We've just got something here for you. And it's simple, easy to follow. No questions. Backed by science. A backed lot of by these, science, that, of course. A lot yeah. of the habits are backed by science. And, you know, to elaborate a little bit more on, you know, to me, you're exactly right. And I, th I think what happens is we set this goal and it winds up stressing us out trying to figure out how to go about it the best way, right? Like there's, like you said, there's so much stuff that's inundating us. You know, how do I eat? Do I do keto? Do I do Kim Kardashian diet? Do I do like, you know, intermittent fasting? Do I not do intermittent fasting? Do I, you know, hop on one leg for fitness or do I, you know, like, and I've seen this over the years working in the fitness industry and, and obviously in the fire service too, you see, you know, a lot of the, the different trends come and go. Some of them are great. You know, uh, some of them are funny. I will tell you though, speaking of fads, when I first got into the fire, sir, uh, fire service, into the fitness industry, like the, the leg warmers and you know, the, the group fitness was big. Like even guys were in like leg warmers and, and like, it was like, so that's 30 years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just to give you a little side note on how long I've been studying and, and, and doing all this stuff, but it is, it's even overwhelming for someone like I, I, you know, I have a degree in it. I have numerous certifications of fitness and it's, it's like, I start reading this stuff going, well, does that make sense? And I think it goes back to, I like to look at things when I get confused, which is <laughs> often, and you know, this, like, I just go back to the Forrest Gump approach and go back to your basic fundamentals. And if you, once you focus on them, everything else can start to fall into play. But I, with fitness, with nutrition, right? This is a huge one. People start to think about, well, do I need protein supplements? And do I need to take, you know, uh, you know, this, whatever ginkgo biloba root, or, you know, do I need to take this? And I always go back to, well, if you're not eating, you know, if you're going out to Arby's seven times a, you know, a day, nothing against Arby's, or if you're eating fast food and then having a protein shake, you're literally peeing that away. Like you have to stick with the fundamentals and the basics. And so that's really what inspired this whole resilient 50. And, and part of the, what I mean with resilience, and it, it fits so well with being better, better every shift COVID taught us stress is not going away. doesn't matter if you're an editor for Fire Rescue One, which your stress is having to deal with my moronic ass most of the time, or, you know, a school teacher or an accountant, or, you know, especially if you're a parent um, or a teacher, we're all experiencing stress and building resilience is, you know, in layman's terms, just finding healthy ways to handle and deal with it. In the fire service, we can dig into that PTSD and, you know, we're seeing these tra traumatic things and how it affects everything from, as Dr. Zemlock said, our relationships, you know, because we don't, we think we're fine. And then you ask our spouses and they're like, no, we, we see through you a lot of times. And, you know, going back to building resilience comes down to consistently doing some things that just improve your overall health you know, mentally and physically. And that's where the root of this came from. Yeah. And I also think of resilience as like bouncing back because it's not possible to be perfect all the time. So resilience is coming back from a setback or maybe it's a period of time when you haven't been active or eating well. I mean, perfect timing since we're just coming off the holiday season mm -hmm. and you need to be resilient, bounce back, and I think what's so nice about, we've got 10, 10 things here, 10 tips, or um, what are we calling them? Like 10, 10 habits. habits. Um, but they, we can tailor them to fit our lives to some degree, because not all of them are going to make sense in either a traditional sense, or they're, gonna, they're not going to be done the same way by different people. Someone, you know, a firefighter is going to look at this list differently than a fire chief differently than an editor-in-chief so Correct. we're gonna we're gonna dig into that a little bit and what that looks like in terms of how to really apply these habits 
in a practical way that's possible and doesn't yes. feel overwhelming. And and you, you're right. We you you as an individual are going to get to choose them. And here here's the gist of this. And it kind of started between, you know, last year we did this better every shift challenge with some of the leaders in the fire service, and they actually did. Uh, and we'll hopefully get them back on because I want them to try to, you know, shift their focus to do more of this R50 or the Resilient 50 challenge. And you know, talking with them, the ones that were successful went back to the ones that consistently did these habits. And, um, and you and I were kind of talking about, well, what are we going to do this year? How do you try to, you know, use a little bit of social, um, you know, not pressure, but like a positive kind of like little competition between each other. And, you know, I kind of kept going back to the drawing board about, okay, how do I make this more into a challenge? Cause the fire service as firefighters, we love a challenge. And I know one of the, the real popular ones out on the, um, you know, internet right now is 75 hard or 75 soft. And that's a, it's a, it's a grueling, grueling challenge. And so I looked at that and then I looked at, you know, some of the other, you know, successful kind of health and wellness programs that are out there. And, and we, I, I honestly dig, dug deep into what a lot of our leaders were saying here. And, and that's where all these kind of habits came together. So here's the gist of it to make it more of a competition and, and motivate people is you get 50 days, you choose seven of these habits that we're going to talk about. And now we're going to give 10, I think there's 10 or 11 of them. And you choose them, as you were saying, based on, you know, what works for you, but also what kind of challenge you challenges you a little bit. Um, you know, some of the challenges that are out there, like 75 hard, I missed, I, I mentioned, Great challenge, but like it calls for two 45-minute workouts a day. Well, if you're at the firehouse, there's no way you can do that in most cases. So, you know, we have ways to still choose a great resilient habit, fit it in with your everyday life, and still make it challenging because you got to have some stake in the game, right? And and then you're going to do it for 50, 50 straight days. And it's like... um we don't care if you lose weight. We don't care if you, you know, gain strength. We don't, right? right? Let's, that's not the, the, the emphasis is. The emphasis is put together the basic fundamentals for 50 days and see how you feel along the way. I will tell you, I'm already, I think this is eight or nine into it. And I'm down some weights that I gained over the holidays. Energy's up. I'm sleeping better. I just feel better. Um, that's great. And, and we'll talk a little bit about why. And, and so, there's the basis of the challenge. So as people are now like, okay, I'm a little interested in it. Um, I think this is a great thing to do with crews. You know, hopefully, you know, if someone's listening to this, have your crew listen to this, put some, some money. I'm not, not endorsing gambling, but I'm just saying, you know, everybody. Friendly wager, more, friendly wager. 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks in a pot. Buy lunch, something. Right. And you say, okay, if everybody does this, we go out to eat or whatever. If, you know, as you drop out, you double, you have to put more money in and whoever completes it, the first, the 50 days first <laughs> gets the pot, you know, or takes half of it and you give half of it to a charity like national fall and firefighters foundation, science stations, science Alliance, um, FRCE. You, you, so you, you make this also something that, or a, a local community event or one of your, ch your charities. So um, I know people are like, all right, dude, stop talking. Tell us what are these habits? What are you talking about for resilient habits? And I know you're, you're itching to start. So let's do it. What do you let's got? get into it. All right. All right. So let's, here's what I'm we gonna, came up with. Let's run through them real fast. We'll do the 10 and then 11 is a bonus. It's sort of one, if you want to, um, replace one of the 10 with this. So we'll go through them and then we'll do some tips. Uh, 30 minutes of exercise. Every 80, day. Every day. 8,500 steps every day, 80 ounces of water, no cheat days, no alcohol. And we'll dig into what this one means a little bit more. Follow a, a diet or a healthy eating plan, 10 minutes of reading. Now in, in the document, it says nonfiction, but we're gonna get into that one a little more too. Yeah. One minute of deep breathing one minute of gratitude, power down 30 minutes before bed, time restrictive eating, so intermittent fasting, 
And then 11 is your choice. So that could be something personal to you that kind of fits into a goal you have that's not on the list, but it's important to you personally. Um, you know, this could be journaling. It could be taking your dog for a walk that's separate from your 30 minutes of exercise. It, I mean, it could be a variety of things as long Plus as one. it's something that uh, helps you achieve, you know, better wellness overall. Yes. So, and or it manages your stress. Helps manage stress. Yes. Yep. And build resilience. So I've, I mean, we'll get into our picks at the end. Yes. So I've, I've picked my seven. You've got and your seven. I got mine. And, um, and like I said, I've, the idea is you, you choose your seven, you write them down. Uh, there's a website um, that, that I've created called the uh, Resilient 50 uh, Challenge. And there is a workbook that, um, that I created and, and you've, edited it a little bit too with your help. Obviously we we're starting to streamline the, the process, which I appreciate you write them down and, um, you know, set some goals as to why these are your habits. Um, but let's break them the down. Manual. Yeah. I'm going to share yeah. the for those watching the video version. I'm sharing the manual right now on the screen. Um, so you can see Aaron's put together this whole manual, uh, the first page, breaks down what each of the habits are and then and a little you... a little background mm -hmm. as to why which we'll talk about mm -hmm. real real quickly here and then you know and writing them down you know there's science behind all this you know yeah. you know hey i'm just going to do this this and this but when you when you put the old pen to paper and you have it listed there it's makes it more real we actually then have a i have a log sheet where you can check them off each day and i uh with my my, my, uh, fire rescue fitness side, I have an app where people do get access to this. It's all free by the way. Um, where you can, uh, you know, check them off and, and write them down within that app interface. And, and that's a, that's a work of progress too. So right now that's, it's, it's there, it's active. I'm, but I keep finding more fun ways to integrate in, um, you know, some, some cool little, uh, uh options with that. But, um, let's go, let's start with the first one, the, the first 30 minutes of exercise every single day. And again, you have to accomplish these every day. If you don't, you go back to day one. The goal is to put 50 yes. back, 50 days back, you know, back to back to back to back. And, uh, and I like it. So it may take you 65, 70 days, full disclosure. I tried this once before the holidays. Um, I had a bet with three or four other people and, they all lost. And I was just like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. And I got to like day 40 and, and I was like, well, I already won this. And so, uh, you know, your incentive so was gone. My incentive was gone there, but also, you know, like that's part of this. It's a journey. It's a process. Yeah. And like you said, there's times where, you know, you, you may get sick or something may happen and, and it just gives you a foundation to go back to. There is a phase two to the R50, meaning there are some different modifications that were made that you can make to the ideas behind it to keep you more, um, you know, on track. But I think to, to get started and, and we had this discussion off, off camera about, well, what about this? And what about that? And I'm like, yeah, that's great for a second phase. This mm -hmm. first phase is to give you confidence is to get you, um, obviously in, in the habit, of, you know, of creating or consistently doing these habits and you need to have that sense of accomplishment doing 50 days of this, you're going to feel better. You're going to go back and you're going to like, Hey, this is really cool. I was able to do this. Um, so where we came up with these, a lot of it's backed by science. A lot of it is stuff that I've developed with working with clients and fitness over the years. Uh, some of it's with our guests, as we said before. So starting off 30 minutes of exercise every single day, and exercise is a broad definition, right, Janelle? And this is mm -hmm. what you're asking um, and, and wanted some more definition of. Well, I think the key is it doesn't have to be, quote unquote, traditional exercise like cardio. It could be, um, you know, I mean, taking the dog for a walk is cardio, but it could be stretching. It could be, you know, yoga. It could be even like we were talking about like hard yard work, even like, yeah. I mean, 
I've done some projects in our yard recently where I'm just like sweating bullets and I feel like I've burned a million calories and it's just like arduous, strenuous work. Um, you know, that's burning calories. That's exercise technically. It is. And, and I, your, your, your question, your point is we want people, or I wanted people to understand that, yeah, high intensity exercise is good for you, but there's also days where you get zero sleep at the firehouse or you're, you're up all night on a call or, you know, um, and you, you have limited sleep. It's not a great day the next day to do high intensity, but you can do yoga. You can do Mm -hmm. light stretching. You can go take the dog and the kids and the family for a, a 30 minute walk. And getting into the habit of doing something every single day, whether it is high intensity, which we highly recommend and it, it, on some days, but then following up with mobility work, yoga, um, you know, some light, like we call it long, slow cardio, long, slow distance cardio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and part of uh, one of the things, and we'll get, get into it in the, one of the future habits here, but I did create an R50 workout program that shows you know, how to do that. How do you integrate in high intensity one day? What do those workouts look like that are functional? Now they're created for firefighters, EMTs and, and medics, but anybody can use them and gain more function, feel better mobility. You'll get stronger. There are also programs that I've had, you know, thousands of people use to, to lose weight and, and body fat too. But the idea here is movement 30 minutes. And it's gotta be something too, like that's that you could check. So this happened to me the other day, actually, um, God, it was yesterday at the firehouse. We, we had six inches of snow. We were out plowing snow and doing all this stuff at six 30. I was pretty spent, but it was a recovery day. So walked on the treadmill for 20 minutes and I did a 10 minute stretch. Would I have done that if I wasn't in, in the R 50? Probably not. <laughs> and that's that right there is like, okay, it's, it's something that, okay, I, I made the, I made the promise and I could check that off, off, um, off the list. And that kind of goes into the second one, which is 8,500 steps a day. The idea behind the 30 minutes of exercise and then 8,500 steps separately is if you're chief or if you work an office job or you're at your desk, as you said, a lot, you need to get more mobility and movement through the day. And all the research points towards Sitting is like the new smoking, lack of, of movement. Uh, you know, a lot of times, it, it, like I have chiefs come up and go, man, when I went from the field to the desk, I gained 10 pounds because I'm just not as active through the day. And so this 8,500 steps is to get you and remind you to be more active. Some of the fitness trackers out there, like mine, every 30 minutes, if I didn't hit X amount of steps, it vibrates and it'll mm-hmm. remind you. Um, if you're in an office setting that just tells you, go get, go get a drink of water, which is another one of the habits or take a lap around. Right. Um, well, and that brings up a good point that they're all connected, right? So you're walking to get your water, but also your 30 minutes of exercise might be a walk that feeds your 8,500 steps. So you're checking off, you know, two, like you can combine them. Um, now this one you and I got into a little bit because to me as a, as an editor, who's at my desk all day, 8,500 steps is a big stretch. And I know we talked about like tips and things. I can't always stand at my desk and march in place, especially if I'm on a video call with somebody, you know, or I need to be like taking active notes, you know, doesn't always work, but there are little things you can do, like you said, to kind of integrate walking into the day. For me personally, 8,500 steps isn't going to be feasible right now, but I can set a goal of maybe 5,000 steps and try and hit that. Yes. So I think that's the important thing here is like knowing what's feasible for you and where to push yourself. Because even 5,000 is going to be tricky for me, but I'm going to push, I'm going to put that, you know, as like, as a goal, um, and, and try and get there. And maybe 8,500 becomes a future goal for me. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And that's where to part of this is it, it, this, this, these habits can fit somebody who's an elite athlete who, who consistently works out that maybe needs to do 
30 minutes of stretching because they're doing all the other fun workout stuff, but they know they need to work the mobility. Um, and somebody who's like listening to this going, you know, Zam, this is easy for you. By the way, it's not easy for me. It it's why I have to do this is to keep me on track. Um, but you're like, okay, you're, you might just try to put together 50 days of 30 minutes of walking so you can get your 8,500 steps and your exercise. And then what, what I know would happen working with people in, in, in fitness is that after like 20 or 30 days, you're going to start wanting to do some more resistance training stuff, yeah. pushups and squats. And, and it's going to move into other um, avenues of fitness. Um, but you have to evaluate where you're at. I, I had a conversation this morning with somebody who's like, I get 8,500 steps. And I go, I bet you, you don't. I bet you, you don't because they don't track. And yeah. so they ordered a, a fitness tracker and they put their phone in their pocket one day and they're like, well, my phone is off because it only said I got six dollars. <laughs> and I was, I was going over. I'm like, ah, I, I bet you, but you don't, man. I, I think it's important to know also, you don't have to invest in an expensive fitness tracker for just to track your steps. Phones, like if you have a smartphone, there are apps. You can just download a free there app. Are. And as long as you've got your phone with you or you've got Bluetooth, whatever going on, like just it'll track it for you, you know? So yep. you don't necessarily need a Fitbit, you know, or an Apple watch or something. But if you need a reason to go get yourself and splurge. But yes, if you do want to splurge, you've got that, yes. you know, maybe some holiday yeah. funds and if, around. I don't know. If Fitbit's listening and they want to try to put some. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we're, we're always, we'll yeah. Sponsorship. Yep. We d We definitely will for our first responders for sure. Now we get in. So we, the first two are about movement. The next one in really the next two or three are about nutrition, fitness, nutrition, sleep, recovery, and mental health. All of those components make up these habits because that's what encompasses and builds resilience. So if we didn't, and if I, I didn't get that out before, that's where all like these habits really the root of them is, you know, eating, moving, sleeping, recovery. And the first two are about movement. The next one is 80 ounces of water, which to Cheers. be honest, out of my seven, this is my biggest challenge. I thought I was easily getting them. I was getting about 60 to 70. And so that extra 10 ounces I've had to really focus on where water is essential and is, it does such Water helps with actually providing more energy, helps combat a lot of the cravings. It, uh, it does really help. You'll start to feel better about your joints. Um, you know, and I, I, people are like, well, if I drink that much, I'm going to be peeing all the time. You do it first, but then all of a sudden, like your system starts to get more and more used to this. Yeah. A lot of uh, firefighters are dehydrated. There's some actually some science and some research that's out that states that a lot of us in the fire service are, and a lot of people are just in general. And so that's why the water comes in there. It's also one that you can do anywhere, any, anytime on the, you know, when I'm on the engine or on the truck, I actually carry these mugs that have a handle. Cause then I hook them on certain things. Mm -hmm. And that just reminds me, uh, of course I probably left like four of them around the different firehouses. Cause I, <laughs> I can't, I go from different firehouses every single day. But, um, to me, it, this is one of my challenges. My fridge counts out the ounces. Uh, and then, um, what I started to do is I had, I bought, you know, I don't even know, like a liter and a half or whatever. I filled two things with 80 ounces. So I knew exactly where I was in the day. Yeah. It's, it's just, again, having that water bottle with you, making sure you, you, you drink. And because water is essential, it does help. It also helps in digestion. Because One of, of our, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, no, but because of that, it helps reduce the stress on your system. Yeah. When your water helps your body move and think efficiently, that's really the essence of why it's here. Yeah. And you're saying, Oh, I was just gonna say one of our guests had a great pro tip for this, which is first thing in the morning before you start your day, really drink a big glass of water. Yep. Then you're on your way. You know, uh, I think that's just really smart. Cause I never really think about drinking water first thing in the morning. And I don't know if this is an old wives tale or what, but you know, they used to say like, if you're thirsty, it means you're already dehydrated. Yeah. It's so too you late. Gotta, yeah. It's like, you got to stay ahead of it. Just like a lot of things. It's just like, that's where the habit comes in. If you make it a habit, you're not even going to get thirsty and you're helping your body get through the day. And by the way, Kool-Aids, sugary substances and drinks do not count. This is water. 
you can still have your coffees and everything, but you want just straight water. And that comes into our next one, follow um, an eating guy or a healthy eating plan. Or if you want to follow an actual diet plan, you can. I have some that I provided based off of, um, you know, the 30 years in the fitness industry. And it's the basis is, of course, low sugar, monitoring your sugar, monitoring your calories, eating real foods. And, um, and then, you know, monitoring, uh, we talked about portions, but having good lean proteins and eating healthy fats. If you wanted to go Mediterranean diet on this, great. Some people are like, I want to start doing keto. That's fine. Whatever you're going to do. Do your research and set yourself up for success. Noom is a, a program that's good. Weight Watchers is another program. If you're going to follow those, just stick to it for these 50 days. Follow that program and, and that, that plan. Well, and even, you know, those programs are paid programs and they're great, but there are also apps that'll allow you to track your calories. I mean, even Fitbit, I know I keep mentioning Fitbit, but um, the Fitbit app, you can log your water, you can log your sleep, you can log your calories, what you're eating. Um, and that's free. You don't have to have a, you know, it's not a paid program as far as I recall. No, Um, no. and my fitness pal, calorie King, Mm -hmm. uh, all all of them, um, are, are free apps that you can have. Um, there's also a macro calculator. If, if somebody like, Hey, I like to do macros. The essence is follow some type of healthy eating because how you feel your body, fuel your body, and is really comes into how your body responds in stress, how it performs. And eating crap, you respond crappy. You also think bad. Like it really inhibits our mental side, which I don't think a lot of a lot of people get to. And the other thing is too, like um, you know, aches and pains. You eat really poorly, eat a high sugar diet, high fat uh, diet. The next day, you're probably you're more bloated. You you can feel it in your joints. You get a, a lot more cloudy um, from the thought process. So follow a diet plan. And uh, again, if you want suggestions, there's some that are provided with registration, which is all free again. Um, but then you you can still choose to to follow anyone you want. Well, can I just add real quick, just for when people hear the words diet plan, I don't want them to get scared and think it has to be this like monumental shift. A lot of it is really just about eating more mindfully and tracking. Now, programs like Weight Watchers or Noom, you know, they don't tell you there are no foods that are technically off limits. Mm -hmm. They just count towards your, you know, calorie budget, if you will for the day or for the week. So you just have to factor it in. You have to weigh, Hey, you know, I have that thing coming up with those friends and I know we're going to be eating pizza. You just have to factor that in. So you're eating healthier earlier in the day. It doesn't have to mean just, you know, suddenly all this food is cut off from you. It really just means find the plan that works for you and try and follow it to the best. And what's going to help you improve? Because the next one is no cheat days, no alcohol. And those two go hand in hand. You and I have also had some discussions because you were just asking me, well, what does that really mean? If what if my diet plan says I can have cheat days and I can eat everything I want? I'm like, well, that's great. Uh, And, and, you know, cheat days, again, there's, I'm, you know, we're not going to be hovering over you as you go through the R50 going, that's not right. Or that. Right. This is a, this is all about you. It's your own journey with this. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like my cheat days, it, when I, when I wasn't following a good eating plan, I would just like last night they had brownies at the firehouse. And, and of course, brownies, you got to have them with milk or you got to have them with ice cream. And my 50 days, I'm like, no, I'm not doing any desserts. And to me, like the brownies, the cakes, the cookies, ice cream at night, which people know I also throw tequila together with them sometimes. Um, I'm just not going to do it. And to me, so cheat days are, I eat fairly clean, meaning I stick to the guidelines that we talked about. I, I manage my calories. Like I, I actually log my foods every, every three days just to make sure I'm not going overboard. So I know my serving sizes, lean protein, have five to six servings of fruits and vegetables, and I don't go over 40 grams of added sugar. Once you kind of figure that out, like I know what I should be eating throughout the day. And then for me, a cheat meal is a dessert. 
I just, I'm not having desserts and alcohol is easy. I'm not going to have alcohol for 50 days. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's my cheat day. Now to you, your cheat day, like let's say if you're following a, a diet plan and it says you can cheat, it's staying with that diet plan, not going above and beyond. And that's kind of where we said the parameter was. Yeah, not beyond your what you have determined as your healthy eating plan or, you know, what we set up for ourselves as our own personal parameters. Now, for the no cheat days, does that mean no cheat days and also no alcohol or one or the other? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Both. Yep. Yeah. I, and here's why. Alcohol usually leads to a cheat day. Let's be honest. Take believe if you're having a cocktail. Um, you know, and then someone was like, well, I'll just, I'll have just one. I'm like, well then if you're going to have just one, have none. And part of this is because alcohol disrupts sleep. Alcohol can disrupt your insulin response. Insulin, it can help. It, it, it actually can foster inflammation, which really takes you a step back in far, as far as building resilience. Now I'm not personally, like I'm doing this 50 days. I'm not doing alcohol. I have a big birthday coming up, so I'm probably going to have a couple cocktails on that. But then I'll probably go right back into another 50 days. Uh, and I, like I said, like it's it's a man, it's it's building your foundation to set these habits that build resilience, and then kind of figuring out how they will fit into a healthier lifestyle going forward. To me, no cheat says, "Hey, I know what my, I know like like when I cheat, I'm I'm having chips, or I, when I cheat, I'm having brownies and sweets." I guarantee you most people know what their cheat meal is. Like what's their weakness? So just say that's what I'm taking out of there and alcohol a lot of times that is some people's cheat, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, it's personal. And some of these it's really hard to define. You know, it like any other challenge, you know, some of them, you know, what's 30 minutes of exercise, you know. It it's it is your journey. And yeah. most people who are going to do well with this know, you know what your weaknesses are. You know, right? <laughs> like you're smiling because when we had this discussion, you're like, ah, shoot, he's got me. I know what I shouldn't be doing. And, and that's why you just write it down. So following a good, healthy diet, no cheat days on that, no alcohol. Now, again, you may not choose that. You may say, I'm going to follow a diet plan. My diet plan says I can cheat on one day. The Packers or or whatever your football team might make it to the Super Bowl. You're like, I'm going to drink on that. That's fine. Then just don't choose that number, right? Sorry, or the 49ers, the, or whatever. The Niners are going to have a better chance this uh, year. I don't. Don't count anybody out. Don't count anybody <laughs> out. You know. Uh, so again, there's seven of them. We gave you eleven, so you can cut and paste based off of your own lifestyle needs. Um, which one? Which one you got next there? Next one is 10 minutes of reading per day. Um, and this is something that's nonfiction, ideally. So it's something that serves your professional development. I mean, we have talked about a lot of great books on the podcast. I mean, all of our, <laughs> I, I, it's hard to remember a guest that didn't have a great book recommendation and didn't just like love reading and bettering themselves. Um, I think this is great. I mean, for me, for me personally, like pairing the 10 minutes of reading with the powering down at bedtime is a good combo because I get sleepy while I'm reading. So it helps me fall asleep. It, now and that's, that's in your point. You're like, Hey, I can, I can check two things off at one time. Yeah, exactly. They, they go hand in hand, they complement each other and they make the other ones easier. Yep. Um, now for me, one of my questions here was, I mean, I spend all day reading nonfiction. I'm reading your articles, a bunch of other columnist articles. So for me, reading a fiction book at night is really what helps my mind get into a sleep mode. So for me personally, I'm going to go fiction here just because the nonfiction is actually what kind of activates me when I'm going to sleep. Cause then I start yeah. thinking about how to apply you know, this to my management style and my leadership and working with my team. And then I'm thinking about work. And so for me, 
do you read, but you read on that stuff every single day. You read 10 minutes on leadership. Already. Oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. could already yeah. check the box because yeah. so you're so checking, many- you're yeah. checking your body. You're doing 10 minutes of reading throughout your job. But what you're saying is, Hey, I'm going to do an additional 10 minutes yeah. because it's going to help me with sleep. And, exactly. and, and that's, that's the cool part about this whole thing. As you guys are listening to the podcast thinking, well, are they working out the rules as they go? No, the rules are the rules, right? The rules are there. What we're talking about here is how they fit to you personally and how you make this your own seven habits. Because at the end of the day, you can't then look in the mirror and go, well, you know, Zam said I had to do this or Zam said, no, (laughs) you're writing down what you're going to do. And, you know, and then you go do it for 50 days. What I don't, what I didn't want is, you know, like, like, you know, two, you need to work out seven hours a day or whatever it is. Like, that's not like, yeah, great. But how many people can really do that? So like for you, you've already started to work out. Well, then I'm going to read 10 minutes at night and I'm going to power down and it's going to help me power down because that helps you sleep better and sleep helps you with resilience. To me, self-development makes me feel better about myself. And it's something that I don't get to do throughout the day unless I make a conscious effort to do it. So I've been doing this actually since a year for a year I've been doing this and I've finished like six books by the way, because it was, uh, Frank that said that. And then, uh, and chief Freeman was on and he said, Mm -hmm. you should do something every single day that helps with your personal development. So I've really enjoyed that. And, uh, and I also now I'm doing Spanish. So I'm trying to do Spanish at least five minutes a day. So that's part of my goal. The idea here, do something that makes you better. Hence the theme of the show. (laughs) All right. Our next one is one minute of deep breathing. Now, everybody's got one minute, right? Everybody's got a minute in their day. This has got to be a go-to, right? And the idea behind it is there's a lot of situations that we can't control, but we can control how we respond to them. I'll give you an example. My light before this podcast did not work. and it triggered me. Like, how could this go? I, I got 30 minutes before I'm supposed to, we're supposed to film that or film, film this. Honest to God, a minute of deep breathing and the way that, um, and this is one like, uh, Dr. Um, Huberman who has the Huberman labs. He is a California, um, researcher and he's got a great YouTube show, uh, channel. And he just talks about how you can change your, your, parasympathetic and sympathetic, sympathetic to parasympathetic pathways, which can reduce your stress immediately breathing in, holding for like, you know, breathe in for five, hold for four out for six. It can lower your heart rate, reduce your, your, um, blood pressure. And, uh, obviously then alleviate the stress getting into the habit of doing that at least one time for one minute a day will lead to more. And it's in those stressful situations where you just, you're triggered by something maybe someone on your crew did or said, and in the big picture is not that, it's not that drastic. Using this as a tool and getting into the habit of using it as a tool is the idea behind it. it same thing with the next habit of one minute of gratitude. Do you, you have more to add on the? I do just real quick. Cause I think it's important to mention that with the deep breathing, it can be reactive but it can also be proactive. So it can be you're yes. breathing deeply because you're potentially upset about something. You're frustrated and you just need to take a minute, breathe through it. But there's also a lot of science that talks about, you know, when you wake up in the morning, just spend a minute doing some breathing. It kind of helps prepare you for the day. So that's more proactive breathing where, you know, you're making a conscious effort to just kind of carve out some time for you doesn't have to be a meditation or anything necessarily like that, but just to focus on your breath. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in response to a negative event. So, Correct. And the idea also, like, I don't care. You can do this sitting on the toilet. Let's be honest. Right. Like, <laughs> because I, be- I believe so like wholeheartedly that this, uh, in this tool, you know, Hey, okay, Zam, I'm going to sit on the toilet, take some deep breaths. Then you kind of monitor, you're like, hey, actually, I don't feel so bad. And and then you start to use it when the light fixture falls and doesn't work. Or when your kids, you know, you step on your child's toy or when you're, 
your vacuum picks up dog poop and spreads it all over the the carpet, right? Like speaking from experience, Larry. Speaking from experience, and now being in the front seat, there's sometimes we're going, you know, on calls and just it becomes second nature where I just, Hey, I'm deep breath or before a a big conference call, you know, or before a big podcast, we have some big guests coming up and they're going to probably be a little intimidating. So take some deep breaths, bring yourself down, get in the habit of doing that. Yeah. And it, and you can combo it with the next one. A minute of gratitude. Yeah. And I said, we said a minute, but you got to write it down. Just thinking of one thing that you're grateful for every single day, there is a lot of science behind this. Also, there's um, uh, the science of happiness is a is a book that's out, and that there is a big piece about gratitude and physically writing it down. How it can change again, bring you from a state of stress to a state of of more relaxed and uh, trolled. And I think, like with firefighters, especially in the firehouse, we've all sat at that table you know, and all of a sudden, well, so-and-so didn't do this, or this shit didn't happen. And this didn't happen. And before you know what you're going down, I like, I call it the toilet bowl, toilet bowl. I believe like, just by thinking, Hey, you know what though, today we get to paint, we're, we're together in this, you know, we get to ride a fire truck. We get to go serve a community that really, really, um, honors what we do. And not too many people get to do that. So changing that mindset puts your whole whole environment into a different kind of state. You, I, I call it a Jedi mind trick. If you do this like on six or seven year old kids too, when they're having a <laughs> tantrum, it's the same thing with firefighters, right. right? Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting too, because I think some people might react to this and think like, oh, I have to write down something I'm grateful for. It sounds, it might sound corny to some people, but keep in mind, this is, this is operating on a level that we're not necessarily even consciously aware of. Like the things that are happening that, you know, the research shows the things are happening in our brains when we take the time to write something like this down, you know, this is happening under the surface, you know, you don't have to get it necessarily, but trust that it's having a good impact on your overall stress and your overall health. And what do you have to lose? It's 50 days. Right. Like I'm not saying you gotta, you gotta, you know, have a huge, like get these gratitude journals that are really big, but getting into that habit, I mean, like you can just write it down on a random piece of paper, If, but get in, Hey, I'm not feeling the best. You know what though? Sun's out. Great. Yeah. Happy to have, to be able to look out in the window and see the sunshine or, you know, happy to have a snowblower when it snows six inches, you know, (laughs) just whatever it it is, it could be be anything. And yeah. like you said, it, if it sounds corny, great. Now that it, it's going to take some effort for you in order for you to do this. But at the same time, you may find this is something you would never do. And you may find it it has a drastic effect on how you are as a leader, as a parent, as a person. And all of a sudden, we just gave you a quick tool. It, and we know it works. All this stuff that we're, we, we're coming up with here. It's not just willy nilly. Hey, what about doing this? This is all backed by science. And that's why, like for me personally, I've created these challenges for the last 10, 15 years. And a lot of them have been fitness based. And um, when you, when you dig down deep into what made people successful, and I think we mentioned this before, it's, it's the people that consistently do habits, these habits that make all the progress come like, February, March, April, May, June, and into next year because they develop these habits. So we're almost to the end of them. So, so far, hopefully you've, as you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, a lot of these I can do. I think I can pick seven of these. The next one is power down 30 minutes before bed. You had mentioned that you do some reading, which really helps your brain kind of disconnect and calm your body down in order to sleep 30 minutes before we had, um, a, a, we just talked to, um, a, a great guest and obviously <laughs> just Glenn Landry, Dr. Glenn Landry. And I had it, it written down and I couldn't find it. I was like, don't forget <laughs> Dr. Landry. So Dr. Landry talked about this. Hey, this is probably one of the best habits 
that you can begin with to help foundational. you foundational to help you sleep better. This yeah. can be tough for me personally and being like, Hey, I'm a fire Lieutenant. I get, I get a call. I got to be on a screen and then I got to do a, a report afterwards. I did get the blue blocker, um, sunglasses or, you know, kind of orange filtered glasses that I wear yeah. a lot of times at night now. Um, and I am finding, believe it or not, you know, not only do I look good, you know, <laughs> uh, but they do help. Um, and, and you can listen to that podcast about why, but 30 minutes before powering down Janelle, you, this has been one that you, you, you like, and this is working. Oh, I, this one is so important for me because it's so easy for all of us to just lay in bed and scroll on our phones, you know, like thinking like, I'll just catch up with what happened today or I'll look at Instagram or watch a bunch of YouTube reels, whatever it might be. And I have found that just disconnecting, I have to put my phone somewhere else in the room to charge so it's not within arm's reach because it's so easy. It's just, it's a habit. It's a bad habit. It is to just reach. And I also used to get in the habit of, you know, thinking, oh, I'll watch some TV to fall asleep, you know? Well, eh, that's not, that's not great because in this era of like binge watching TV, you start watching something on Netflix and it's like, well, sure. You can start episode two. Sure. You go ahead before you know, and it's midnight and you've watched a bunch of something that you didn't really need to watch. And now your brain is like, it, your brain has not had the opportunity to calm down. It still thinks it's daytime mode when we're watching TV it thinks it's daytime mode because yeah. that's just how our brains are wired. Again, Dr. Glenn Landry can explain it way better than us. Yep. But the powering down helps your brain transition into night mode. Our brains are very smart and they are wired in a certain way that where they know they catch these signals and it knows it's time for bed. And we don't have to do all these other things like taking sleeping pills or whatever to trick our brains into thinking it's nighttime. It just knows, or not necessarily nighttime, but time for sleep. Yep. Circadian rhythms of that. And and that goes into our next one, which uh, uh, Dr. Landry also talked about, but then you, you can find this information isn't just through Dr. Landry. This has been said by numerous specialists also about, um, you know, the powering down. And then this next one, which is time-restricted feeding. Some people call it intermittent fasting. And I've done this uh, numerous times to help me get through cravings. And I know a lot of people in, in the firehouses um, where I've worked have seen and, and had some success with this from the standpoint of, first of all, time-restricted feeding should be you feed during the day and then you fast more at night for the same reason that you try to power down and expose yourself to more light in the day and less light at night because uh, intrinsically like we were, our species was made to do that feed during the day and then, and then try to calm ourselves and sleep and rest and recover at night by well, feeding. It's all, it's all connected, right? Because when you, yeah. when you eat too much at night, when you eat at night, it's triggering your brain to think it's still in awake mode. So that makes it harder to fall asleep. So basically, when you eat late at night, it's going to be harder for you to fall asleep. Bottom Especially line. if it's sugar or something that, you know. Well, yeah. And then you add in actual chemical properties that are going to keep your brain awake. It's not just the, you know, subconscious cues to your brain, but it's physical, actual cues. Yep. And so with this, the, the restrictive feeding can be, it, it, it depends on your schedule. Um, you know, I, I would. I've had people that have done, okay, I'm going to feed for eight hours and then I'm going to try to fast for 16. Some will do 12 hours of just feeding and then just 12 hours of fasting. I think that's a great place to start. Meaning like, Hey, I'm going to eat from seven in the morning till seven at night. And then I'm done. I'm not going to have anything to eat. If, if you, um, you know, if you're a first responder, typically that should work for you if you're in the firehouse. And this is where I've seen this be a great tool, especially for us, because we're kind of a little bit stubborn sometimes. But if we said to, you know, if you're in this competition or if you're doing this challenge with your crew or you're doing this challenge with your significant other, 
you said, I'm going to do time restricted feeding every single day. And it's seven 30 and you walk through the kitchen, what's out in the kitchen, all that, all the goodies and everything. So, um, you know, a lot of the, the people that have seen success just said, I know I'm not going to eat after seven. So it doesn't bother me. And they stay out of the kitchen that way too. They're just not tempted with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, once you kind of just put your mind to it, chief Salka actually, uh, a couple of years ago, lost about 45 pounds. And this is one of the things he did. He just said, I just at seven o'clock, I was done eating for the day. And then I just didn't eat. Um, and so that, you know, along with the feeding during the day and then time restricted or restricting at night can help with sleep. It can help with calorie restriction. It can help with overall health. To me, like personally, I know I have trouble with this one because, um, my schedule isn't as consistent. So I didn't put this as one of my habits. I did add it as a, I'm working on. So I have my seven, but this is my eighth that if I can try to follow it, I'm going to, meaning when I do my next 50, I might put it as one of my habits to just see yeah. how much better that makes me feel. But yeah. the time restricted feeding, the 30 minutes of powering down are all part of helping with sleep and helping with diet. And I think there's something about control too. Yeah. When you say I'm, I'm done eating and you stick to that, you all of a sudden get more and more confidence. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so, so that's, that plays into it. Then our final one, if you haven't gotten seven so far, here's, here's the plus one. You mentioned the plus one can be anything from, Hey, I'm going to take my dog for a walk every single day which would help with my 30 minutes of exercise. It would help with my 8,500 steps. Um, I'll, uh, what mine is, um, I have, you know, throughout the years, I've gotten some injuries, shoulder, knee, whatever it is. And I know I should be doing some rehab-based stuff and some, some particular stretches for those ailments. And I always put them off until I hurt. And right now I'm not hurting. So I just said, hey, I have... Uh, Every single day, I've done a little 10-minute meditation, stretch, prehab routine. And yeah. that's my plus one. I, even though I, I'm doing the exercise, that's, that's above, that's additional. So for me, it's a 10 minutes of, of uh, doing the, the mobility and the stretching. Um, well, I think the examples you've got in the booklet are really good here, too. Um, maybe you want to learn a new language can be something you want to not do. Stop drinking soda. You can literally check every day you don't drink soda. Um, restrict caffeine, monitor your sleep, write in a journal, read to the kids, train your dog, take a cold shower, like one of those cold... Uh, cold plunge. Oh, the cold plunge, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, it can be something that fits with your lifestyle, something you are trying to achieve that doesn't happen to already be on the list. And alleviates stress, helps build resilience. The cold shower for 30 seconds, I think, is a great one for people who are like, oh, I want to do a cold plunge. Well, put down, I'm going to do 30 seconds of cold therapy, whether it's a shower or a plunge. Because if you're all of a sudden, you, you travel somewhere and you don't have the plunge, you can still take a cold shower. And the, some of the research that's coming out is saying that could be not, not as good, but it's still good for helping your body. Um, uh, reset cortisol levels and, um, you know, some of the other stress responses that, that we're having. So those are the 11. You have to choose seven. You, you create them, you make them your own. You follow them for 50 days. I'm on day eight. What are, uh, what are your seven, Aaron? My seven are, and part of the, um, su success manual is you, you write them down and then you can actually chart them out. Um, there's log sheets for this that, uh, were created. There's an assessment that you can start with. And I don't know if we've mentioned this, but I'm, I'm putting my own stake, my own kind of skin behind this. Anybody who completes this gets a, a special coin. And I'm not giving this coin out to anybody who, other than those that complete the 50 days. And it's because I, I truly believe this out of all the different competitions and challenges and things that I've done, seen and participated in, I believe this is the one that can really help change people. Because when, if you complete this and all of a sudden you lose your way, which we all do, you know exactly what you got to go back to. 
right? You choose your seven. Let's take it to 50 days. Um, like la- last night in the firehouse, they're like, Zoom, it's brownie time. I'm like, no, I made this commitment to 50 days. I'm doing it with a couple people, you know, I, so I'm not crushing any brownies. And it was, e- it, believe it or not, it was fairly easy for me. Yeah. Um, same thing with drinking. You know, I just, I'm like, no, I'll go. I'll just have a, you know, water instead because that's one of mine. So anyways, mine are 30 minutes of exercise, 8,500 steps, 80 ounces of water, which has been my most difficult. I follow what what I call a FRF diet, which is, um, you know, the servings of veggies, low sugar, a lean protein, no cheat days, no alcohol. So no desserts, no booze, even if the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, it'd be tough. (laughs) 10 minutes of self-development. Um, I'm actually taking a, a, re, a, a certification that it's actually on recovery and stress, um, trying to just add some more credentials to my name. So I'm doing that 10 minutes a day. One minute of deep breathing and meditation is another one. And then I, I'm an overachiever, so I'm doing the 10-minute the um, mobility training with it as an eighth. And then, uh, again, a one that, you know, those two are not on my seven, the, the 10 minutes and then the, um, the intermittent fasting or the time restricted feeding. There's some that I'm working on, but in the back of my head, I'm, I'm, tr- I've been doing them every single day. It's been great. So okay. those, those are mine. I actually will end on for me in mid February, right before I turn 50. So that is my goal. How about you? What do you have? And we talked about this extensively uh, for the last couple of days. What do you got? Okay. So my seven are going to be 30 minutes of exercise, 80 ounces of water, uh, follow a healthy eating plan. Which you've been doing already, right? Feel good. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of reading, one minute of gratitude, power down 30 minutes before bed, and the optional, the plus one choice. Um, And I haven't decided on this one, but I think it's going to be journaling. I think I'm going to kind of combo journaling with the gratitude and kind of do those together. For you, journaling is one is you're going to gra- you're going to write down what you're grateful for, but then the other things are just random thoughts kind of. Yeah. Like processing the day, thinking about stuff, you know, and just, you know, sometimes you just got to get stuff out, you know? Well, you brainiacs, you people with a lot of brain cells have all these thoughts. Like I, <laughs> I think I'm down to three and a half brain cells for sure. It's very easy for me to not think overthink too much um which people who are like laughing they're like yeah i know i've i've worked with him before and so they know that but um i'm excited uh for for you i'm excited for us to do this together but i'm hoping our listeners better reach out listeners go to the site yep go to the site um it's uh r50challenge.com fire rescue fitness forward slash uh resilient 50 there's a couple of different links that we'll leave in this. You sign up, it's free. You will get some emails that explain the challenge a little bit more. You will also get uh, access to some resources on fitness, nutrition, mental health. We'll try to see also about some of our guests if they want to add some free resources. I'm going to try to add those. And, um, and if anybody wants to contribute prizes, the idea is that you choose your seven, complete 50 days, you send in just a little bit of, uh, a, there's a, a form that you send in and said, here's what I followed. Here's what I did. Here's how I feel better. And I'll send you this coin. And then those people are getting into a special like prize pack. So after we get uh, the first 50 days, probably once a quarter, we'll draw uh, for some particular prizes. Right now I have, you know, some TRX, I have some swag and some, um, some books. Actually, I'm going to try to hit up some people maybe some former guests to give us some signed books. But- and I think we should also feature some folks who are interested in being featured on Fire Rescue One with a tip about how they succeeded in the Resilient 50. What was something that worked for you that you think will work for your fellow firefighters? Uh, we'll, we'll put it all together in a compilation article. I love that because that's the last part of this is if you like this, pay it forward. Meaning this is free. Challenge those people around you. And we talked earlier in the podcast, throw some skins behind it, throw some, you know, add, add money to charity. Um, it doesn't matter if you are really, really fit. 
there are things that you can do here to improve. It doesn't matter if you're starting at square one. There are some things here that will help you get to the next step. The idea here is getting better, getting more healthy, getting more fit, being a more resilient individual, whether you're a firefighter, an editor, a parent, or all of those things, which is the essence of the program. And I want to just say thank you to Janelle for having uh, the support and really kind of being that fly in my ear saying, how can we really make this measurable? How can we really make this um, you know, something where the fire service can get behind. I truly believe it can change the face of the fire service. And just like this podcast have a very positive impact because as we say every single week that this show is about, and you should be about learning something, doing something and sharing something to make you and those around you better every shift. Thanks for listening, everybody. We look forward to hearing your stories about the R50 Challenge.